When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, decoms, and music, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me. Hunter Martin. Um, what's new? What's new? What's we just new? we just sang our hearts out to Golden G String before we got on this call. From Plastic Cards, if no one knows of what that is, you better know. Because Becca was, I guess there's something going on Twitter that G Golden G String is the worst track. From. I've just seen, like, if I see people on TikTok, like, rating the album or doing, like, this is the best, the worst, and the favorite, like, they'll always pick Golden G-String as the worst, and I just don't think it deserves to be done like that. I mean, it probably is on the bottom of my list, for sure. That's fair, but, like, none of, like, I continue to say that there is no worst song on Plastic Hearts. Like, they're all, they're all so good. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, and we talked about it, how there are definitely endless summer vacation songs that I only gave an initial listen to and didn't look, didn't think twice about. Yeah, definitely a couple. But Imagine hey, if, Go- if Golden G-String was on Endless Summer Vacation, y'all would not be saying that. Right. <laughs> and we're like, Golden G-String, why wasn't this really released as a single? <laughs> it's a horrible title, I will still, I, but I will stand by that. I do not think it's a great title for oh. a um, song. I think Golden G-String is a very Miley title, so I don't particularly mind it too much. Whatever, whatever. What? Well, what I don't mind is going over some Disney 411. So let's get into it. Disney 411. All right. Um, some Disney 411 first story. Are, well, the first two stories are about the um, Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, but let's start with the first story in chronological order was Macaulay Culkin was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And in celebration of his big day, he shone a spotlight on his fiancee, Brenda Song, in an emotional speech. Culkin gave a heartfelt speech in which he thanked several of his friends and family members. He got especially emotional when he paid tribute to the mother of his children who wiped away tears as she listened. And this was the first public appearance with Brenda Song and Macaulay Culkin and their two kids. They're private people, like we've always said. They are private people. When you got home alone money, you don't (laughs) need... He gets a fat check every year come like January 1st. He's like one of those celebrities where you know he doesn't have to work anymore, so that's why he's like not on red carpets or, you know, he just kind of does things he wants to do. Um... But yeah, their son was rocking a killer mohawk. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and it was revealed that he has shown Home Alone to his kids already. Aww. And they like it. So I think Sweet Life is Zack and Cody is probably next in line. It better be. Or maybe they're watching the ultimate Christmas present this year. <gasps> think about it. That would be, that would probably be so wild. To gather around the telly and watch a film of your mom separate from a film of your dad's. Yeah, like, oh, we're watching we're watching a mommy movie tonight. We're watching a daddy movie tomorrow. And then they're like, when you get a little older, you can watch daddy push another kid off a bridge in The Good Son. (laughs) (laughs) And when you get older, you can watch kind of the same thing mommy did at a hotel, but just on a boat. (laughs) In the social network. (laughs) Oh, the social network. I was like, I can't think of anything. Oh, I well, she has her naughty scene in the social network. Oh, yeah. I guess, and you can also, what are some other Brenda Song projects? That Dollface show on Hulu? Mm-hmm. 
Wendy Woo. Wendy Woo. Oh, when you get a little older and you're getting into karate, you can see mommy whip some butt in. What an interesting experience to grow up that way. Yeah, like be a child of famous actor. But shout out to Brenda. Like Like, I'm glad that she's happy. The speech was very sweet. And she said, London Tipton is in the news, but not for me. So let me show myself. Oh, because of the... the, um, I guess it's not 411 officially, but Paris Hilton did confirm that while she loves the theory, it is not... Um, yeah. she's not actually naming her baby after London Tipton. She's always loved the character, but she loves the city of London more and has just like always wanted to name a daughter. London. Yeah, and Disney Channel just beat Paris Hilton to the punch. <laughs> but like, it's so funny that she's, she like stuck with her gun. She goes, I know people are going to send me memes about this. I know mm-hmm. what's going to happen when people find out that my daughter's name is London, but I've always liked the name, so... Props to her for sticking with her guns. And when she has another child and names them Tokyo, then what? Tokyo? London, Paris, Tokyo. Wake up. (laughs) She's like, I always loved the song Wake Up by Hilary Dove. (laughs) London, Paris, maybe Tokyo. Exactly. Uh, Well, our second story, we're still in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We're walking, but we're walking. We're, wa- we're walking a couple steps to a, to a different star because Zac Efron will be honored on Monday, December 11th with a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. Um, Efron will be honored with a star in the category of motion pictures. So his little star will have like a movie thing on it. Um, and it was already revealed who is going to be talking at a ceremony. It's going to be the director of Iron Claw, Miles Teller, and um, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear, who's also his co-star in Iron Claw. Where's Vanessa Hudgens? Where, where, well, we'll get to what she's doing in our next story. Uh, but where's Kenny? Where is Kenny? That would have been sweet. But like, you know, like whenever, nine times out of ten, the reason someone is getting a Hollywood star on the Walk of Fame is it just happens to coincide with a project that's coming out. Yeah. Well, those are paid for. It's not like... Well, you, well, Zac Efron has... like. There's a tons of things that go into... I think we talked about this with, when the Jonas Brothers got theirs. Yeah. Well, it's like you, you have to confirm you're going to be there. And you have to pay for it yourself. Mm-hmm. So usually, I think like the movie studio will be like... We'll pay for it if, you know... It just draws attention to their project. That's yeah, why. of course. Because who, okay, if you could pick the three people that will talk at Zac Efron's um, ceremony that are not the people that are confirmed, who would you pick? Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. <laughs> she would eat it up. She would eat it. She would eat it um, up. I think, I think Kenny, I think that would be fun. Um, and... I don't like maybe people. Dif- I can't think of like names, but different people that symbolize like steps of his career. Because I, I, I selfishly would want, of course, it, for it to be like Ashley Tisdale, Vanessa, and Kenny. But yeah, I you do have celebrity. <laughs> like when Christina Applegate, for example, got. I don't know why her star came to mind, but when she got her star, the people that spoke at her ceremony were her some of her cast members from Married with Children and Linda Cardellini. Yeah. So it was like married. So like past and present, um, which is nice. Yeah. So I, yeah, I definitely would pick some like someone from High School Musical. So Kenny, um, Nicky Blonsky is too good. <laughs> um, I don't know what other movies he's really been in. The Derby Stallion. Are... The, so the Ted you, Bundy movie. I, so I'd pick the horse to speak with speak about. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like. Um, who is who is a co-star he's starred in a lot with? I guess Miles Teller is okay because they started that one movie together. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe the people they've confirmed are the. No, I still think Kenny out of everyone should be should be up there. You're right, and us. I <laughs> <laughs> here to present Zac Efron with his star. <laughs> The co-host of the Time Machine podcast, a collective of who? Uh, There's one tepid, like, yay, yay, yay. And it's us as we walk up. 
Um, okay, so our next story, speaking of former co-stars, Vanessa Hudgens is officially off the market. So she's not speaking. So you were like, where is Vanessa Hudgens? Well, we'll tell you where Vanessa Hudgens was. So Vanessa Hudgens marries Cole Tucker, baseball star Cole Tucker. After three years together, the celebrity couple started dating in 2020. Um, they were spotted in Tulum, Mexico this weekend with Hudgens snapping beach photos in a wedding dress, which caused speculation. And now People Magazine has confirmed that the couple said, I do, December 2nd. Um, I think, the, and they met via a Zoom room. Which is very funny to me. It's of the um, times. I do not think Ashley Sisto was in attendance. No. But Sarah Hyland from Modern Family was there. Not Haley Dunphy. So, yeah. Yeah, they met in a Zoom mediation class. Met meditation class. <laughs> um, when, and, and I think Joe Jonas was also there. In the class or in the wedding? In the class. In, in the Zoom <laughs> class. So, But it's just so funny because... Cole Tucker is seven years younger than Vanessa Hudgens, seven or eight years younger. Hmm. Which means he definitely watched High School Musical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I think, like, I want to say that there was a tweet going around that he tweeted something, proof Vanessa Hudgens' fiance Cole Tucker manifested their romance. And he said one time he tweeted, in search of a girl who's down to watch High School Musical with me and scratch my back. What about a girl who was in High School Musical and will also scratch your back, Cole? That's got to be the next best thing. <laughs> you go from A to B, A to C real quick. <laughs> well, congrats uh, to them. Congrats to them. I'm sure they were waiting for our thoughts. <laughs> okay, and our final story is a little park news that is very time-mashing coded, and I'll let the person, the park person herself speak on it. Okay, so Disneyland in California announced a lot of their themed nights for early to mid-2024 today. They're doing like a Pride Night. They have Star Wars After Dark Nights. But they also announced on March 5th and 7th, 2024, that there will be Disneyland After Dark Disney Channel Night. Get ready for this all-new nostalgic celebration as Disneyland After Dark Disney Channel Night comes to life highlighting themed offerings from favorite Disney Channel shows across various eras of programming with fantastic music, memorable characters, high-energy parties, unique photo opportunities, and more. Join in the fun with fellow Disney Channel fans with great offerings, including so there's a high school musical pep rally, a Phineas and Ferb dance party with a DJ, a camp rock karaoke that will allow you to sing your favorite songs, and the ultimate Disney Channel trivia challenge. Descendants at the Rivers of America, so you'll take a cruise and enjoy music from the Descendants trilogy. <laughs> uh, photo backdrops oh. representing Lizzie McGuire, the Cheetah Girls, Teen Beach Movie, and more. Specially themed food and snacks all evening long. So we looked at prices. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know the video of Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin having, like, on the phone, and she, like, collapses because she's crying and she drops the phone? No. So that was my reaction when you texted me that. Because I knew there would be no way we could get there to experience it. They're listening to the podcast. The Disney Imagineers are listening. Because how many times have we said they are, there's no Disney Channel representation in the parks? And there should be. And they should capitalize on it. And now they're going to do like two whole nights. I am a little weary because I know that like Disney Cha- Disney Disney Channel... The Disney parks like themed events have not been going over super well somewhat Why? recently. Did, did they just like half ass it or something? Like the example of Jollywood Nights, which is a new like Christmas event at Hollywood Studios. I don't, I Are you not? Over. I'm on theme park uh, Twitter. See, so you I, gotta, you, I, I you know gotta a lot of stuff. Tell me what's going on. There were just like, there was not a lot to do, and the stuff that there was to do had really long wait times, and people were just like saying that there wasn't enough offered. So throughout the season, they've kind of been like adding more to it gradually, but initially the reception was not great, and for something like these to be only two nights, it's like, well, is the Teen Beach movie backdrop just like a picture of a surfboard <laughs> in the middle yeah, of the walkway, or like, like how much value yeah, is there really going to be here? Yeah, what is the Cheetah Girl? Is just going to be like Cheetah print? With the Cheetah Girls logo on it? 
Maybe. But regardless, I've never been to Disneyland, and I still really want to go. And so. that would have been a great way. Like, we would, we would have to be... So if anyone knows anyone who works at Disneyland and can get us, <laughs> or if anyone knows anyone who can get us free flights, maybe not free flights, discounted flights, and get us in the park, the time machine will do a road trip and we'll document it. I'm sure I'll be on the to- pulse with theme park twitter yeah about we'll people that are there we'll see we'll do our review from afar um <laughs> who knows uh all right well that's the official disney foreign one all right For well speaking of wish lists and dreams and things that we wish we could have it's the month of mary still um all december long we are covering all things holiday disney channel like we do every year uh last week we spent a little extreme Xmas with Lizzie McGuire and Steven Tyler as Santa Claus. And this week we're taking a trip up to Boston to spend a little Christmas at the Tipton with the sweet life. Yes, we are covering um, season one, episode 21 of the Sweet Zach and Cody called, you guessed it, Christmas at the Tipton. It aired December 10th, 2005. All right. Um, what is your history with this episode? I know that I've seen it before, but I don't have any major recollections. So, so. this was also on the Disney Channel Holiday ah. episode, uh, DVD, but this was marketed on the DVD as never before seen. So... Mm. I was one of the people who saw the episode before it actually aired on TV. Oh, not you being an insider. So the episode before this was the episode where they introduce Zach and Cody's dad. So there's a whole episode about um, him coming in to visit them. Yeah. And then the next episode was the Christmas episode. So if you watch Disney Channel live and haven't seen this episode, then you know the dad already. So, to me, the introduction to the dad is this Christmas episode, because I saw the Christmas episode before I saw his proper introduction episode. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I know this episode very well. It's one of those episodes where when you listen to it, and it just kind of, like, does something to your body, <laughs> just because you've watched it so many. Like, it just, like, like sparks something. Yeah. And every character, I feel like, is at their full, like, 10 out of 10 in this every episode. Like, character. Mosby is Mosbying, Arwen is Arwening, Esteban is Estebaning. Carrie, this episode is for the Carrie Hive. Right. She carried this episode. <laughs> um, no, but like you said, Becca, every, every uh, player of the Sweet Life universe is here besides season one staple of muriel but everyone else who is there for the entire series of the sweet life muriel actually made it home for christmas right um so basically what this episode is about is um everyone is snowed in at the tipton so which causes everyone to um cancel all their christmas plans um which means uh the zach and cody carrie and kurt uh Zach and Cody's dad are snowed in at the Tipton. Um, And then London and Maddie are doing Secret Santa. And all the while, chaos ensues because Arwen is trying to get the heater running. Arwen is arsoning? And this just, (laughs) this whole episode, I said, how is the Tipton Hotel not shut down after this? I know. It's crazy. There's like many moments where I said, um, their Yelp review would not be kind. <laughs> it's also hard to track like an A, B, or even a C plot in this episode because there's so much going on. There's like the Maddie in London thing. There's Arwen heating up. There's a Baby Jesus uh Baby parallel storyline that starts. There's a Parent Trap storyline where Cody thinks the mom and dad are going to get back together. There's the Snowden storyline. There's like so yeah. much going on and every character is like so in and out. Yeah, and I think we'll get into this a little bit more, but and we'll, when we when we actually get to the scene. But I was watching it, 
And there's like a good 10, 15 minutes of this episode where Zach and Cody are nowhere to be found. Yeah. And you're, we're just focusing on everything that's going on in the lobby. Um, it's like a mo- It's like a play. Yeah. Um, which I, would, I was like, I would say Mosby is like the overall main character of this episode. Yeah, but I was just this just points to how different and how strong the entire cast of the Sweet Life Zack and Cody were, because you can have kids' attention, you can have audiences' attention without having Zack and Cody in the room for ten, fifteen minutes. Yeah, and still be entertained with Arwen running around and Maddie in London doing whatever. And you're not like, where's Zach and Cody? Because I don't, because if you look at any other show like Hannah Montana, they would never have 10, 15 minutes of the episode where Miley is not in it. Yeah. Because everyone's just so entertaining. I think it's a, I think the Sweet Life is, of Zach and Cody is a great ensemble show. And I think, and we've talked about this before, because I think everyone is an adult except Zach and Cody. Well, London and Maddie are like, teens yes but you know what i mean it's not just a bunch of 12 year olds running yeah. around like every other disney channel show it's like there's a it's just a bigger cast than every any other disney there's a couple show. jokes in this one too where you can hear like the laughter pick up at certain points where like the parents get the joke too and they're like oh <laughs> okay so before we get into the details of the show it's time for promo powwow So we're going to watch a commercial um, about how they promoted this episode. So this is the exact promo to get everyone excited for the Christmas episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. When Dad gets snowed in at the tip tip, oh! not the carry rope shot. Back under the mistletoe. <laughs> Tell us about that moment when your eyes first met. My eyes were trying to meet the drummers, but your father kept getting in the way. Watch a new episode of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody tonight at 7, 6 Central on Disney Channel. That was a whole all carry promo. That baby. was an all carry promo. It's interesting that they chose that plot line to kind of focus in the in the promo and not like when Maddie and London have a secret Santa. <laughs> like when Arwen has to chop up half the furniture in the Tipton with an axe. <laughs> You'll never believe what's happening on this Christmas at the Tipton. <laughs> I know. Like, I feel like that promo could have been more of like a full platter where it's like this is happening and this is happening and this is also happening. Don't miss it. It could it could have been more like when everyone gets snowed in at the Tipton and then it just shows like chaos at the Tipton. It's like what can go wrong? <laughs> and then it's like Zach and Cody like beating on the elevator door or like the whole crowd of everybody running at the end. Yeah. I can't believe they right, included so get... the Carrie rump shot. We'll talk right. about what that is in just a, a sec here if you don't know. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. So it opens up with the entire, I'm assuming all the employees at the Tipton and whoever is unfortunately in the lobby gathering around for the tree lighting A beautiful exterior shot of snow coming down in front of the Tipton with Deck the Halls playing. It really sets the mood, like, right away. It really... Right at home. Mm -hmm. It feels weird watching this after we kind of just watched On Deck a couple weeks ago. On Deck. To see them Mm -hmm. as infants again. It It is a weird, like, juxtaposition of them at, like, 16 and them at 12. Yeah. The lore of Zack and Cody is long. Cody and his hat um, and sweater set that matches. It's like tan and red striped. No, that's that's Zach. Zach's? Yeah. Hmm. I Zach. hated it. Because I was like, yeah, it was very. <laughs> it's like one time when I wore like a red shirt and red pants as a kid. And my parent, mom's like, why do you are dressed like a tomato? <laughs> I'm like, it matches. She's like, well, there's a difference between matching it. It's just the same color. <laughs> Um, again, when all this is happening, I can't help but wonder who is checking the people in at the Tipton. Everyone who's checking in is and just going to have to wait. Because yeah. there is a full, like, so, brass band in the lobby ready to go. Mm-hmm. And Mosby is doing this speech about, he's like, welcome to the Tipton. It's a marvelous time here to celebrate Christmas. And London's like, can we speed this up? I have shopping to do. Which... I'm surprised Mosby was so willing to speed it up. He literally turns to the band and like beckons them to start playing faster and then just 
chipmunk speed runs his like two sentence speech yeah i thought i thought it would be it was just more i was like oh he really gave in that quickly interesting i wish it was more like hey we have people wanting to check in and so that's what makes him like yeah up. but anyway so arwen uh lights the tree and lights the outside of the tipton hotel which how did he get all those lights on the tipton hotel Knowing Arwen, like, he was probably just like tied to a string going up and down the building. <laughs> <laughs> like goofy. <laughs> like those old Mickey Mouse cartoons. Arwen was uh on his um, Clark on his Clark Griswold shit with that one. Uh and then and everyone is um uh, so is loving what Arwen did. Um, which is a first. It has nothing has gone wrong until Cody notices there's one bulb on the tree that is not lit up and he screws it back in. And Arwen's like, no, Cody, that's what makes everything go into, and then everything shuts off. Not just for the Tipton, for, I'm assuming, at least the entire block of Boston (laughs) that they're on. Which, once again, the Yelp review of the Tipton Hotel is not going to be fine. It is dangerous to have a power outage in the time surrounding Christmas, because who knows what's in the oven? I was traveling for Christmas once and we were like at my grandparents. We had like a casserole and the ham in the oven and the power went out for like 20 minutes and we were literally on the phone with people like, oh, the stuff's not going to be ready. Help. That like immediately took me back to that Uh, memory for some reason. Cody shutting off the power for the city of Boston, taking us into the theme song. For the city of Boston. And then we get a little, we get a look at how the Martins decorate um, <laughs> their little a hotel big room. haunting plastic Santa head hanging from Zach and Cody's door, and a tiny little Christmas tree in the corner. Tiny little tree. <laughs> well, Carrie is all ready to get on her vacation immediately to, as Zach and Cody call it, Club Desperate. <laughs> and she said it's uh it's in the Caribbean and it's called Club Desperado. Carrie had me snort laughing with her immediate first line in this episode because Zach and Cody are packing was... because they're gonna go on a trip with the dad. And one of them is jumping on a closed suitcase, and I guess he was like trying to pretend mm-hmm. like he was it was full and he was packing it, but it's like clearly shut and locked the whole time. <laughs> so it looks like he's just But you we love a good scene where someone has to jump on their suitcase <laughs> and they like fall he, have, off. he has no other choice but to booty bounce on his suitcase. And I guess I'm already getting the twins mixed up in this episode, but the other one who's not doing that asks Carrie. So Cody, <laughs> Zach, Cody. It's so Cody. Cody asks Carrie if she's sure that she doesn't want to go on the ski trip with them and the dad. And she goes, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Martin literally said F them kids. <laughs> Carrie Martin, who needs kids? Who needs kids? <laughs> this is a very Carrie heavy episode which i'm so happy about i know and then we hear a knock on the door it's kurt and it's kurt who is not uncle jesse from full house (laughs) he's very uncle jesse coded he's very uncle jesse coded but it's not but if you're trying to picture what this guy looks like just think of uncle jesse from full house and that's his vibe he even plays in in guitar so it's yeah, okay. he's a touring musician, which is why he's like not mm. around. But he opens the door and is immediately like, snowball fight. And he throws a snowball. And this is the shot from the promo. But I, my <laughs> jaw dropped when I saw this shot. It goes to a yeah. close up of Carrie Martin's booty in these jeans <laughs> as she's bent over. Booty and she gets hit by that snowball straight in the arse. <laughs> <laughs> and, she le- and she lets out a big shriek. <laughs> And Kurt's like, Merry Christmas, Carrie. And Carrie's like, ho, ho, ho. She was calling if him a ho, ho, ho for doing that. If those hoes could kill, Kurt would be on the floor. <laughs> I was like writing my notes. I said, they hate each other. They do. <laughs> they literally do. Which make I love this episode in particular because we get so much of the backstory of Zack and Cody without going into the backstory of Zack and Cody. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we watched the one where they properly introduced the dad, if we're going to get even more of why. I, I want to say that apart. that one, we do learn the reason, but it's also just more scenes with the boys and the dad kind of like reconciling with him not being around. And this might be the yeah. episode where we really kind of see the dynamic between Carrie and Carrie. Her. 
and like what it might have looked like at another time because at a certain point well i we need to get to the inciting incident but um so they're both about to leave they're gonna go on the ski trip carrie's gonna go on her little singles vacation and they're heading down they're ready to go we come come back to the lobby and well, you forgot you forgot a very important detail what that carrie then all of a sudden magically has a snowball oh and hits kurt <laughs> she's a christmas where did she get that s- <laughs> it's the haircut where did she get that snowball <laughs> did she just pick the same one up off the floor and is that the idea like you literally don't see her like go to the fridge or something like and it's like a pure snowball and she goes happy new year where did you get that it's the magic of why christmas. did you have that on hand the magic of a carrie martin christmas <laughs> a carrie martin christmas you never know what you're gonna get you're gonna get song you're gonna get dance you're gonna get snowballs <laughs> so as they're like getting their stuff we check into the tipton lobby and there is an employee um secret santa and phil lewis is putting on a performance in this scene. he is ham ham hamming it up this couple comes he, up to the front desk. He tells them that they don't have any more rooms available, but they can eat at, that they have three four-star restaurants. He's like, if you eat at all of them, that's 12 stars. <laughs> and that couple is and, not amused. They turn and they leave right away. And I'm sure and, they went to Yelp and said, manager was so rude Like, the Tipton is on its last leg this holiday season. The Tipton, the Tipton is going from a 4.9 to a 3.8. They, li- they like literally can't get the lights on. <laughs> People are freezing eating, to death. <laughs> and speaking of eating, Phil Lewis is continuing to eat in this scene. Because this is when Maddie comes up to him and goes... And she's wearing a great festive tie, by the way. She is. I love that tie. I love how in Christmas episodes of any TV show, all of a sudden, everyone is so festive, and that's I all know. their wardrobe is. London it's is like, an all only... green. She's dressed like the Grinch. <laughs> but Maddie is the Grinch. I know. I literally Grinch. wrote that Maddie was Grinching out. She's Grinching out. <laughs> um, but Mosby goes, like, I hope I get um, my name again, because last year I got myself a great watch. But I am understating his performance of how I just recapped what he said. Um, so please go watch it because the way he says, I hope I get me again. He's like Cheshire Cat grinning. Like, he is big a eyes. Cheshire, he's che- like, if Maddie's grinching out, Mosby is Cheshire Catting out. I know. He is on one in this episode. I wonder if it's just the stress of the holidays, like, really setting in. Yeah. And he's going so, crazy. And, and he also says fiddlesticks when he does not get his name. Yeah. He said so he was going to buy himself this wonderful sweater. I'm like, just buy yourself the sweater. And You were going to do Maddie, it anyway. Just buy yourself the sweater. And then, of course, we get a joke about, haha, Maddie's so poor. Because um, she said, oh, last year, my, all I got from my parents were uh, a flashlight and then batteries to put in the flashlight. Well, she got, she got the flashlight for Christmas. And then for her birthday, she got batteries oh, yeah, yeah. for the flashlight. And that's when Mosby goes, well, maybe you'll get London for your secret Santa this year. He, he just says, and like, then, you're sure to get an extravagant gift if yeah. you have London, which Maddie like, already knows like, because she has she's rigged like, the secret Santa. But I'm going to poke a hole in this storyline. Maddie clearly says the employee secret Santa. London London's is not, not an employee. employee. She is just the heiress of the but hotel. But London was also there at the Tipton employee meeting where they all fight. See, I forget. What? That one episode where they're like, they're all in green shirts. Carrie has straight brown hair. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about the Christmas tree meeting. I was like, I'll forgive that one because I was open to the public. But yeah, why is London included? (laughs) Is she just like the the tipped in like provide, like she always has to be there and maybe they just like include her? Is she the mascot? (laughs) (laughs) She the tipped in mascot? I guess. That's why she has to, like, I was like, why does London have to be a part of this? Why can't it just be a secret Santa? Why does it have to be employee secret Santa? And that's, they literally drop the, the name, the employee secret Santa, once London gets involved in this plot line. <laughs> anyway. But Maddie has rigged secret Santa, and she has one extra bowl below the bowl of names that just says Maddie over and over and over again. And she walks up to London to get her drawing. And mm-hmm. London is like, oh, I, I can't tell you who I got, but what's your birthstone? And Maddie says, a diamond or an Italian sports car. 
Maddie. You think, imagine, <laughs> imagine like Maddie getting an Italian sports car for Christmas. For not even just for Christmas, like for Secret Santa, which is usually like a twenty-five dollar limit. Right. <laughs> I guess there's no limit on this. You mean twenty-five million dollar limit? <laughs> uh, and then so. London and London says yay me in this episode. So this is probably one of the earliest times she's said yay me because it's season one. But then we see employee abuse because Esteban yeah, is running out into this like big, so this whole big segment wizard. is so this whole segment because we have a Maddie and Mosby scene. Now we have a Maddie and London scene. Now we're getting a Mosby and Esteban scene. This is when I was watching and I said Zach and Cody are nowhere to be found, and yeah. I'm not like wondering where they are because I am. <laughs> Very like I'm. Like, there's so much going on. He will be riding on his employee uh, <laughs> on glass door. Great things, I'm sure. <laughs> on glass door, not had great to, things. Had to run out in blizzard with no coat. Bags literally froze to my hands. Manager did not care. Two twins running wild. Like how hard would it have been to get Esteban a coat and some gloves? Right. He is running out there in just his little, <laughs> just his little shirt and his little hat. <laughs> But Maddie comes up to him to get him to draw. Maddie is screaming about, um, like, how she needs a nice gift and some people deserve, ni- deserve nice gifts. And she tackles Esteban, who's already going through a lot. And this is really when Maddie yeah. is grinching out. But <laughs> Mosby comes up to London and is like, don't, un- don't underestimate the value of a handmade gift. Like, some people really appreciate crafts. You should make something crafty for Maddie. And London says this line that I can't believe <laughs> they put in the show and you can hear the, the studio audience like there's a like a roar the crowd roars for this line. god what's the line i don't remember this she says um like that she had she knew somebody who parked in a handicraft space once and they got in a lot of trouble oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then she walks away and she dropped that mic on the way out <laughs> You could definitely hear a couple people be like, "Oh, like that they were they couldn't believe she said that." Yeah. Oh snap, London. So then we. Um, and then that's when Arwen has chaos. Yeah. Then we have an Arwen Mosby scene. It's literally just like a rotating door of characters in the lobby for like a ten minute chunk here. Um, but. Mosby and Arwen are having a discussion about how the, the generator for the heat is having a, a hard time. And yeah. Mosby asks Arwen how long they have. And Arwen's like, well, according to my calculations, and the heat goes out. So. Is, is this when he <laughs> flips over the couch? Yes. Mosby tells him to like go into the basement and fire up this like old wood fire stove that they have. Which what wood fire stove is big enough to power the whole Tipton? Yeah, you would need like a stove pipe in every room. And why do they have for such a fancy hotel? Why do they only have one maintenance man? I know. I've always wondered that. Imagine if this episode we got like Arwen's assistant, Barwin. So it's like Arwen and his and his little elf. Like he's like an intern. That but would yeah, be a funny storyline anyway. When Mosby tells Arwen to go, like, you know, start chopping up the wood, he gets so excited that he flips over the couch with guests on it and crashes into the coffee table and breaks it. So yet another bad Yelp review is on his way. That guest on the couch went to their app and went, one star, I am sitting on the couch and the maintenance man just flipped over and broke a coffee table right in front of me, said timber and caressed the piece of wood before he left. Someone is tweeting me at the Tipton right now, and it's a video of someone going, oh, no, our table is broken. <laughs> I literally just wrote, why did he do that in all caps when he flipped over the couch? Um, like, Arwen so- is behaving like a 10-year-old child who drank a seven-pack of Coke in this episode. And yet his direct deposit will hit next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that is an adult, man. Um, so finally, we're still in the, the lobby. Eleva- after the longest elevator ride on earth, <laughs> Zach and Cody and their parents are in the lobby and they can't get a taxi because everything's snowed in. And then our and then Esteban comes in and everything shut down to the blizzard. There's nothing coming in and coming out. No. Um, Carrie is eating in her red puffer coat. <laughs> I do have to comment. Hair. 
But yeah. the snow is so funny because, like, all over Esteban and, like, there's some in front of the front door, in front of the revolving door. It's so obviously just, like, white, like, stuffed animal fluff powder. Oh, are you talking about when they were, like, go outside? He goes outside again and everyone just goes, good luck. Yeah, Esteban is like, let me go outside and check and see if there's, if, if like, the limo driver will still take them to the airport because Mosby obviously really, really, really wants the twins gone for Christmas. Yeah. And Esteban is outside for a brief second and he immediately comes back in and he looks so scary. He looks like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. He looks like a White Walker <laughs> from Game of Thrones. <laughs> he is frozen and I'm not talking about Elsa. So, of course, their trips were canceled. So, Zach, Cody, non Uncle Jesse, and <laughs> Harry go back to their um, room. And, of course, Kurt has to stay at the with with them right yeah and he goes she goes well you can take since i'm already on the couch you can take the floor or something Mm -hmm. and kurt's like well it's just like when we were married which mm, little little backstory there why do you think harry and kurt got divorced if it's since we don't know why and maybe we never will maybe we will eventually why do you think they got married i mean why do you think they divorced i'm pretty sure it had something to do with him being on the road all the time yeah do you think he was a womanizer he cheated do you think i don't know maybe wouldn't surprise me but they agreed to try to put their differences aside and be friends for however long they have to be there for and they hug and right as they start to hug zach and cody come up to the door and are like oh and they close the door because as all little kids in every movie have to do when their parents are divorced, they start scheming to try but to get them in, back together. In its defense, it's original in the way that it's not Zach and Cody who think their parents are getting back together. It's yeah. just Cody. And the entire time, Zach is like, okay, let's be realistic here. Mom and dad are not getting back together. And Cody's like, no, I've seen this. In so many TV shows, it's the holiday season. They're under one roof. Everything's going to be great. And that's when Zach's like, you watch way too much TV. And Cody just nods in agreement. And that's when I couldn't agree more that I'm such a Cody. Um, Cody is reaching also, for evidence of, of a spark between <laughs> Kurt and Carrie. Yeah, and also, again, Zach and Cody was like the first Disney Channel show that discussed divorce. If it was one parent, it was because the other parent died, I think. Passed away. Um, but this was confirmed that they got divorced, so well, again, sweet life. Back original. in the back in the lobby, more chaos ensues because we literally have a pregnant woman named Mary coming into the Tipton and there's no room in the inn. So Mm-mm. they have to stay in like a a shed or something, and she's pregnant. A shed? What are you t- what? No one's staying in a shed. What if they said they were gonna put him, put them in like their storage quarters or something like that? <laughs> they kind of said that you just hang out in the lobby until we can kind of figure out kind of like a good place for you. Well, her like, Not like okay, well, let's get our shed ready for these two people again. The Yelp review. Okay, these the manager is putting people in sheds. <laughs> Arwen is building the manger as we speak. Um, and then I wrote down because I remember this is clear as day when. When Mosby's just trying to handle all the people in the lobby because now it's getting cold and so people are getting sick yeah. and so Mosby just is running around and he hears someone sneezing. He goes, "Bless you, tissue," <laughs> and he's passing out blankets. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's when Arwen comes in with, um, he's saying, "Hey, we just need more, we just need more stuff to put in the furnace and." Basically, Mosby just gives Arwen permission to do whatever he needs to do to make um, the heater work. So and Arwen does a little jump crazy. with a kick. He goes crazy. He says, best Christmas ever. And he gives a little jump with a kick. He which goes, I, as a kid, would laugh, laugh, laugh. The at thing that. that I laughed at as a kid is the thing that Arwen does twice in this episode, where when Mosby comes right up to him and goes, Arwen, he goes like, and he like screams and then he'll say oh, hi. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's there's also a, a great Arwen moment Arwen at the Arwen. end, which I also laughed when we we won't get to it. Arwen Arwening, um, but 
So Arwen is so running we- off to chop up some spare furniture to try to keep the hotel warm. And then we're back up in the hotel room. Carrie is queening out. She is it- queening said, out Gary, on a budget. Your- I said, Gary, where's your Disney Channel One Piece? She's in a bikini. Um, she's like yeah. using like a a tin, like a like something for the car to like tan her well, face. It's, yeah, it's to get a tan with sunglasses on, and, and she's got like a tiki glass in the middle of it. This is one of the shots from the dis- theme song. She is disassociating as she as, is, as she can, as Kurt teaches Zach how to play guitar and pick up ladies. And they're like, "Mom, is that how you met Dad?" She goes, well, I was trying to make eyes for the drummer, but your dad just kept getting in the way. I said, you hate this man. <laughs> <laughs> never never scorn Carrie Martin, because she will drag you to filth any chance she gets. She will. And so then, Mosby comes in their room and basically asks Carrie and now Kurt to go sing for the people, <laughs> because their entertainment can't get in, obviously. They're like, uh, I don't know. Also, it's confirmed that Carrie was a groupie for <laughs> the dad's band. <laughs> I guess so. This is so Carrie Martin backstory heavy, <laughs> this episode. This is a very Carrie Christmas. <laughs> a very Carrie Christmas. A very Carrie Martin Christmas. But they end up agreeing, um, which has Cody kicking his feet and giggling because he really thinks. And I hope, I hope Carrie is. I hope Carrie is getting holiday pay. She better over time. I hope she's she missing her vacation. She better, she better clock in. She's supposed to be at Club Desperate, getting hey, a man. Club Desperado, <laughs> getting getting a man that she won't dog on every chance she gets. <laughs> but we are back at, with, into the Secret Santa plotline again, and Maddie receives her gift from London, and London took Mosby's advice and attempted to knit a sweater. And I do remember this sweater because, like, it's burned into my brain. It's, it, it's, it is horrid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pink knit sweater, but the, the, um, the, the what do you call it? The turtleneck part. Is there's three so, arms. Like, there's no neck, yeah. and there's just one extremely long third arm. It's like a Pepto-Bismol pink. It looks like it's tattered and falling apart. And Maddie hates it, it and she's screaming is- at London outwardly awful yeah like i get it but geez like imagine screaming at your friend because they didn't buy you a car i can't relate like (laughs) like are matt do you think maddie and london are real friends let's be honest here do you think maddie and london are real friends based off every plot line they do it's always like maddie trick it's always maddie tricking london into buying her something. Yeah, but I feel like that's like, more on Maddie than it is on London because Maddie knows that she can get away but like, with it. Uh, but then London always makes fun of Maddie because she's poor. What is evidence of their friends? The episode Poor Little Rich Girl where they have that moment in Maddie's bedroom. True. It, they just have the strangest dynamic. I think London's like, we're friends, and Maddie's like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's definitely a dynamic, but yeah. I don't know. I just not I just not like Maddie in this. Like I can, like Maddie is a fun. Like we say this all the time, how different Maddie versus Bailey is. Um, but like Maddie is kind of curmudgeonly, which I find funny. Yeah. But in this episode, she's just awful. She's just grinching out, like like we said. But instead yeah. of rhyming and grinching out like Hillary Duff did, she is just like full on screaming, tackling people in a bad way. Like you know, you know that scene of the Grinch where <laughs> where um he ha- he's on top of his hill and he has the the phone book of all the who's. Of course. And he just shouts like I hate you. That's what Maddie is doing. <laughs> London Tipton. I hate you. I hate you. Marion Mosby. <laughs> She's going through the employee secret Santa bowl of names and cringing out. <laughs> she goes, I hate you. <laughs> Maddie hates her job. Hashtag get Maddie a better job. So true. But Maddie is, yeah, we leave Maddie being upset. Maddie being mad. And, and we London, see. And London, is, and London is obviously in the right. Yeah, because she's like, like I put like, a lot of work into it. Like, even if it's bad, even if it's ugly, she did take the time to make the, that. And so you smile. And Maddie's like, and you pick Christmas to 
get finally deep. get deep. Ugh, that was hateful. That was like that was geez. hateful. It was hateful. It was hateful. <laughs> but I want to talk about Carrie again. So right, Carrie, <laughs> the red dress makes a comeback. She is in that. I was wondering, was this red, the same dress? dress? That I, was the same dress from the tip. I think so because commercial. it's got the like shawl over the back of the shoulders. And I know Carrie Martin would yeah. wear a dress again. Yeah, but she's wearing that. Yeah. She's wearing that dress, <laughs> and she's sitting on stage and, singing and, "Silent Night" with Kurt, who's in a green button-up. So they're matching. And I think. Is this the only Christmas song Disney Channel has the rights for? <laughs> this is not the first time someone has sung Silent Night on a piano in an episode. <laughs> when the Baxter family looked the- into the camera like they were going to take our souls and run. <laughs> um, but Carrie is singing, putting on She's performance. Singing. When she Curtis says heavenly, she kind of has a bangers moment. <laughs> she sticks out her tongue a little. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's singing Rocket Around the Christmas Tree on a Wrecking Ball neck. <laughs> Carrie on a Wrecking Ball. <laughs> That's Carrie on a Wrecking Ball. Oh. Anyway, and so Cody and Zach are watching, and now Cody is convinced that this is, is what is going to seal the deal. Cody is They're so singing together. Delulu because they and, Kurt at the end of the show says, Carrie and I want to thank you for Carrie and I want to thank you for coming out today. And he's like, Carrie and I, Carrie and I. And then Carrie's like, and we wish you nothing but peace, love, peace, joy, and love this holiday. And so Cody's like, now they're talking about love. And Zach's like, are you an idiot? Stop. (laughs) Because the second they walk off stage, this woman in a white turtleneck is like checking Kurt out up and down, gives him a little wave and leaves. And Kurt is like, hey, like, basically, Kurt is two steps away from saying, have mercy. Um, <laughs> like, he is so John Stamos. He's, he's got to go, have mercy. Like, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> Dave Coulier didn't make a cameo saying, cut it out. <laughs> Dave, Dave Coulier, we're coming back from the 13th year. Could've, he could have right. made another stop on like, the Disney Channel a lot. Right. I'm surprised. But Jody Sweeten. Stephanie didn't come in and say, how rude. <laughs> after that moment happens, after she kind of passes, Cody comes up to Kurt and he's like, that kind of stuff is not going to fly if you're going to get back together with mom. And like, who's getting back together Kurt with Kurt immediately does the like thing that dads do where they do a chair pull out and they sit down and they get all serious all of a sudden and you like know that whatever you said was the wrong thing to say. Because he just basically yeah. tells Cody that, like, just because your mom and I are getting along does not mean we're getting back together. And Cody's really upset because he, re- I guess he realizes that he's been silly. And he runs out of the room. And Zach mm-hmm. has a great line where he comes up to Kurt and he goes, line. the blonde, good choice, bad timing. Yeah, and runs after Zach is going to grow up to Cody. be just like his pa. His pa? His pa? Like Andy Griffith? Hey, pa. <laughs> So now we're back to the Tipton, and this is when I said, okay, skip the Yelp review, report the Tipton <laughs> to the police. Like, surely the ambulances have to be able to get through. Because Arwen <laughs> is full on, like, with an axe at the front desk, screaming. He has a chainsaw. What are you talking about? Not an axe. He ha- yeah, he has a chainsaw, and he's, like, gunning for the front desk. And Mosby has to turn around and scream, Arwen, not the front desk. Like, Arwen has fully snapped. Yeah. He's lost it. And and so, Marion Joseph, our. (laughs) We never find out if his name is Joseph or not. (laughs) Oh, uh, well, they're Marion Joseph. But her name is definitely uh, Mary, and she's definitely pregnant with the worst pregnancy belly I've ever seen. So, the elevator's open, and she's like, I'll meet you in the elevator while the husband goes, gets the bags. And that's when Zach and Cody come around the corner, and Cody's just really upset about you know his mom and dad not getting back together and zach's very understanding and like runs to catch up to cody in the elevator the elevator closes and the guy didn't even like make an effort to get back into the elevator with his wife i know he like runs and as soon as he sees that it's closing he kind of stops and is like oh he's like oh man (laughs) i was too slow you could have thrown your suitcase and like locked the door or said i don't know hold the elevator (laughs) right 
But that doesn't happen. And what begins to happen is what I assume would be a very traumatic moment for Zag and Cody. Because they're in the elevator. The elevator gets stuck. And as soon as that happens, Mary goes into labor. Yeah. And Cody knows exactly what to do. Yeah. He, watched, he says he, he stayed awake in health class, unlike Zach. And they need like boiling water and some gloves and some scissors. And Zach I, reads I did... him for filth in this emergency filth. situation. And he's like, let me check the elevator gift shop. It's not open. I wrote, I said, that was actually a good one. It was a good one. But then Cody immediately, he chooses flight in fight or flight. And he starts pounding on the door <laughs> and screaming for help. Which they didn't even press the help button. No, they didn't. On the elevator. They just immediately were yeah. like ready to birth this woman's baby. All the storylines combine in this moment. Because um, like while Zach and Cody are trapped in the elevator with the pregnant woman, Maddie and London come in the scene and they're still arguing about the um, sweater London gave them, gave her. And then Kurt and Carrie are like trying to find Zach and Cody because they're confused about why Cody thought they were getting back together. And yeah. then they hear little faint, little fists beating on one side of the elevator. And they're like, what is that? Um, and Arwen gives a line reading like he was in the room for Elf. And he goes, it's Santa! It's Santa! <laughs> I know him, I know him. And they're like, it's not Santa, it's Zach and Cody. And he's like, oh, I was just doing that for the kids. <laughs> Pretending for the kids. No, you weren't, Arwen. Uh, Arwen is never beating the man-child allegations. <laughs> Um, and then he realizes that there's some, like, he, like, has to, like, go fix it, and it's on the roof. Yeah, he has to go fix, like, a breaker or something to get the elevator to start, and Esteban is like, oh, I'll go help, and then Arwen says it's on the roof, and he's just like, good luck, buddy. Which, again, are we talking about the tip of the Tipton? <laughs> the very tip that's of the Tipton? Tall... That's a that's a way up there. Yeah, but Armin's clearly been up and down that building all week, putting those lights up. Yeah, so this is and no it, thing for him. And I could have sworn the elevator of Zach Zach and Cody trapped in the elevator lasted a lot longer than it actually does. It's pretty short. It's yeah. I could have sworn they were there for the birth. <laughs> Not quite. There's but just the, kind of a moment where. They shout, are you doing okay in there? And Mary responds with a heinous scream. Um, but yeah. they get the elevator working pretty quickly. And they kind of have a moment where they all sort of go around and like say a parallel of the Christmas story that's happening right now, like the birth of Jesus. Yeah. They all have their like glassy-eyed into the camera moment. And then London just finishes it up by saying, I don't get it. Which is like what ushers in the birth of this, uh, what apparently I guess is the second coming of Christ at the Tipton. Yeah, so we're we're experiencing. People are like, "Why hasn't Jesus returned yet?" And I was like, "He did. <laughs> he came to the Tipton." <laughs> Y'all just were watching the Disney Channel at the time. <laughs> so you know that you know that TikTok of like oh, Jesus spotted, and that woman's like, "Show it to me, <laughs> show it to me." That's what, she was watching this episode of This Week Life is Zach and Cody. And Mosby, um, they're like, "We need a blanket. We need a blanket." And Maddie throws them the ugly sweater. I would be like, okay, you're, we're, we're not friends anymore. Yeah, because at that point, that baby is getting covered in goop. Or the blanket goop. is like, Mosby presents and, the baby and is like, may I present our newest well, guest? Well, before that, before that, Mosby's like, Carrie, can you deliver a baby? You've delivered two. And she's like, I'm sorry. I was too busy screaming to take notes. <laughs> Um, so Kurt and Carrie and Mosby help deliver this baby. And Mosby snatches the baby before the parents can even lay the eyes on it to present it to the main <laughs> guest of the street. One star Yelp review, manager snatched my newborn baby out of my hands before I had even had a chance. Like he literally, him. like the mom was like trapped in an elevator, has not had a shut, shut eye because she can't have a room. And then... This man takes her child and is like, hey, everyone, look at this stranger's baby. And they show a, a clean think- baby that is at least like a month old. Yeah. Like, y'all, y'all know that is not how that baby would be looking <laughs> fresh out of the womb. Right. Especially all this, like, hullabaloo. Did they even cut the cord? 
Or does most be just May- like pulling I'm- her along behind him? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, God, let go, let go. <laughs> Oh, ow, 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 ow. She's like, if you remember the episode of Raven with the, the limo, <laughs> when they're trying to get out of the limo, when Raven's stop, stop, the- stop, stop. That's when that's when Uncle Joey should have appeared and said, "Cut it out, <laughs> cut it out, get that baby." Um, so now it's time to get some resolutions to our plots. So Zach and Cody have a heart to heart with their parents. And Cody just wanted them to celebrate Christmas like a real family. And Carrie's like, you do have a real family. Just because your dad and I aren't together doesn't mean we don't love you just the same. Yeah. And, um, you still have two parents that love you. He's like, yeah, I guess you're right. So they have a and family hug, hug and- which Arwen sneaks up on and rests his head on Carrie. <laughs> and then, which I love. Then begins to cry as he realizes what he'll never have, I assume. <laughs> He's so great. And he walks away. That was a great Arwen moment. London and Maddie get their resolution when London realize Maddie realizes that London sewed her name into the sweater. M-A-T-E. M-A-T-E-E. Which, Maddie. Which London clearly knows that's not how it's spelled because she picked her name from the bucket. <laughs> Do you think she used that paper as a reference? I doubt it. <laughs> she probably... Probably like, oh, I need to get rid of this gum. Let me get this Maddie. But they, Maddie decides that she does appreciate that London made it for her, even if it is sloppy. And even though it yeah. has not been cleaned off since there was a newborn baby in it, Maddie puts it on. And the third arm goes like way up and down her head. And she looks like she's wearing like Thneed from the Lorax. She's in her Thneed <laughs> from Thneedville. I thought she, I was saying like more like Snuffleupagus and Tuss Me Tree. <laughs> that too. And then she strikes a pose. The weirdest way to end like an episode, like they just give it like a, a like a big exhale and they both just strike a pose. Yeah. Very strange. And then there's another like, that. there's one more final scene where I guess it's like either still Christmas or maybe the next day. Uh, Arwen is playing with some toy trucks under the tree. The mom and dad are still there with their newborn baby. I can't believe they haven't at least tried to rush to the nearest hospital to get that baby checked out. But they're just sitting there and everyone is still sitting there. And Mosby is giving this speech where he's like, you know, we got to like witness the miracle of life and family and love and happiness. And I can't think of any better place to be on Christmas than the Tipton Hotel. And then Esteban comes running in and is like, everyone, the airport is open and so are the roads. And there is a stampede. Which, like, no one has their luggage. No one has anything. So what are you going to do? Just walk out, get a taxi and realize you have nothing for your trip and have to come back. Check out of your room. And so Mosby gets trampled. Um... And Arlen was playing with a little ambulance. And is like, don't worry, Mr. Mosby, the ambulance is on the way. And his little toy ambulance car is like, beep, beep, beep. Because <laughs> um, it was a stampede that killed Mosby on Christmas Day. <laughs> um, and that was Christmas at the Tipton. Christmas at the Tipton. At the Tipton. Um, so what do, you th- what do you think of... What are our overall thoughts of this episode? What were the highlights? What were the lowlights? What was the weird things that happened? I think I liked this episode. It was very fast-paced. There was a lot going on. Um, so it was kind of like an unusual episode in that way, but I still liked it. Um, some of the stuff is really pushing the envelope here, like giving birth in an elevator and saying handicraft. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, like every... I, I love that every character is like the perfect example of their character in this episode. Except for Maddie. Yeah, I, I think Maddie was turned up a few curmudgeonly notches than she usually is. She was getting violent. She's been a little more than yeah, curmudgeonly. It was, not a, it was not a good Maddie episode. Um, yeah, I liked it. Like I said earlier, Sweet Life just has such a great ensemble of characters that are so well-defined. So it's not... It's still entertaining when you have a 10-15 minute scene of just the Tipton Hotel staff and you're and Zach and Cody are not there and you're still so entertained, you know? Yeah. As opposed to if you watch Hannah Montana, if there's like a scene between Oliver and Rico, you're like, where's Miley? <laughs> you know? 
Um, so anyway, that was our that was a that was a good Christmas gift to unwrap. I really enjoyed this episode. There was great lines. I and I would say I I that, this was a really strong Sweet Life episode for me. It's definitely strong. Is I think it? it's strong because it's just like it's going, 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 going. Like it's jokes, it's fast paced. There's drama. There's tension. Yeah. There's one star Yelp reviews yeah. flying faster than you can imagine. There's Pratt Falls. There's music. There's <laughs> there's the birth of Christ. <laughs> what can you? One Christ more, at the tip. What more could you want? The sweet life of Zach and Cody and Jesus Christ. <laughs> the sweet life of Christ. <laughs> This is the sweet, You've heard of the sweet Christ. You've heard of the sweet life on deck. Here's the new spinoff, the sweet life of Christ. What happens when Jesus Christ moves into the Tipton Hotel? <laughs> no, no turning water into wine in my lobby. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus is walking on the pool again. He's taking, <laughs> taking carpenting lessons with Arwen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, stop walking on water and just get into the pool. Um, anyway. Uh, all right. What is our Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is if somebody makes you a handmade gift, it is better to just appreciate the time and the thought and, and, and play it nice rather than, than go grinching out on someone who took the time to make something for you. Yeah. Um, I My Disney Channel lesson is... Make sure you read your Yelp reviews of a hotel you're going to, because you never know if a Yelp review is like, I was in the lobby of the Tipton Hotel, and the maintenance man started a chainsaw behind me. <laughs> yeah. So just make sure to read those Yelp reviews if you're going there. Um, all right. Becca, if people want to see um, you trapped in the elevator on Christmas. At the Tipton Hotel, where can they find you? God, I hope I'm not trapped in the elevator at the Tipton Hotel on Christmas. Um, well, if they come, well, if they find you, they can rescue you. <laughs> but if I am, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H E Y O, Becca's Records on TikTok, or at my, uh, Becca Stogner on YouTube, or my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, anywhere you might be looking for those. And if you want to follow me on any of the social medias, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. But most importantly, if you want to keep up to date about anything and everything about this podcast, you can follow us on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, just type in the Time Machine podcast. You'll find us there. Uh, rate and review us. Uh, that's a great Christmas gift that we would love to unwrap. Um, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a review, we will read your review on our next episode and give you the love right back. Or rate us five stars on Spotify if you are ever so kind. And talk to us on all the social medias. That's the coolest part about this um, is getting to interact with each and every one of you. Um, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. And tell us what you don't want to hear. Because we want everyone to have so much fun listening to this as we have and making it. All right. Next week, the month of Mary continues. We talked a little bit about the Disney parks this week uh, in our 411. So just that's going to be the little appetizer, the amuse-bouche to next week. I'm really excited to get back into what we're getting back into. But yeah, because it was so much fun when we did it last year. Until next time, we will see you later, time travelers. Always buckle your seatbelts.